everybody. This is a couple four with the guys. I'm your host, Marquise. I got Terrence and I got Nick with me today. How you doing today, Terrence? Yeah, I'm doing good. Ready to get into this action here. Hope you're ready to. Nice, nice. How you feeling, Nick? Doing good, man. Ready to get another good episode going. Ready to talk to you boys about some football. Nice. So we had a lot of interesting things happening around the league, honestly. It's crazy. This uh, offseason has kind of been really interesting. A lot of news flooding around, so it's not been a slow season for us. You know, we just started the pod, so it would have been weird for us if we didn't have any news or trades or, you know, a lot happening. But we had the draft. We had a couple players move, signings. We had rumors of people getting moved. So it's been an interesting uh, offseason for us, at least. Uh, so I'm going to start it right now. We had Green Bay. They signed Blake Bortles. Uh, how do you feel about that, Terrence? For me, honestly, um, it might sound crazy, but honestly, I would have respected a Colin Kaepernick signing more. Uh, somebody like Blake Bortles has had multiple chances, like getting signed to LA, now getting signed to Green Bay. And honestly, I don't feel like he even deserves a chance to still be in the league at this point. I mean, when they were in Jacksonville, the defense was elite, which was the reason for the success in Jacksonville. So. You know, aka Saxon. So, Calais <laughs> Campbell, Jalen Ramsey, and the boys. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't see him ever being better than a second or third string option, and not even like the best third, second or thirds you can find. I just feel like maybe he was one of the best available on the market. I guess. Uh, he was. I, I get what you're saying, you know, for the cap thing, but he was definitely the best available. If you look at them free agent quarterbacks, like how it shows you, if, he, if I had to pick one, I'm going with him because at least <laughs> Green Bay defense is somewhat put together. So yeah. at least he would do some damage. How do you feel about Nick? I was just about to ask, actually. You think So you think he was better? And that, So I wrote some names down, and no, none of these dudes are blow you out of the water, right? No, but, not at all. You don't think Robert Griffin the third might no. be a little better option? Hell no. I just had him on the Ravens. Pass. <laughs> well, first of all, he was a perfect fit for y'all's like scheme. You know, what I mean he's a little beat up now. But Pass. Uh, so the three names I had were Robert Griffin the third. I honestly think I would take him over Blake Bortles. Uh Brett Hundley, he's familiar with the uh with the franchise. Uh and we're talking about backups here. We're not that Brett Hundley about, one like, you know, is maybe. That one's a maybe. Uh, and then that. Brian Hoyer. So Brian Hoyer had a couple of good years uh, and, you know, being a back, uh, being a solid backup. Um, he's got that veteran savvy. I think he's about 35 years old. The thing about, about it for me with Brett, uh, sorry, uh, Blake Bortles is he's kind of like a Tim Tebow type in terms of, I just don't think he ever really, really had it in him. Like, you know, had a good year at uh, UCF in college, had a lot of hype surrounding him, got drafted a little bit too high and, um, Terrence, you made a great point. I mean, it's easy. Defense wins championships, so it's easy to have a lot of your uh, shortcomings overlooked when you have a stout defense behind you and y'all are winning games. Um, but I think the biggest thing about it is, is this shows how desperately Green Bay needs to try to keep Aaron Rodgers. I know we've kind of written it off that it's not going to happen, but by any means necessary, they need to re-sign him. Or, or not re-sign him, keep him. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I think another uh, thing it is, I think it showed – I'm not mad about Blake Bortles signing. You know, Brian Hoyer, he re-signed with the Pats, so that was a wash. And okay. then, you know, maybe Brent Hutley would have been something to bring in. But I think it's really put competition on uh, Jordan Love. I feel yeah. like, you know, Jordan Love's it, – it's not for who's going to start. It's it's Aaron Rodgers. 
until something happens to Aaron Rodgers. So it's not to see who's starting. But the GM yeah. for the Packers said that, you know, Jordan Love is a long ways off pretty much. So if that's the case, maybe you, you do bring Blake Bortles to give him to maybe light that fire on him and maybe he plays good because it was just I'm pretty sure it was just him and Aaron last year. So, you well, know, obviously he ain't beating Aaron out, but he ain't got nobody under him that's going to challenge him. Well, I'll say this. It's better than Kurt Baker, who, by the way, that was the other guy they signed that we spoke about last week, who has literally never played a down in the NFL. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's actually been another crazy signing. Uh, the Giants did something wild. They uh, It's not too wild, honestly. They, uh, they had Calvin Benjamin come in for rookie tryouts, and they had him listed as a tight end. Not even a wideout. And they, fun fact, they signed him. How do you feel about that, Terrence? I mean, honestly, I can say I like the signing um, just because of his size. And I don't think any linebacker or safety, honestly, is a good matchup against him. Uh, just for the simple fact that he's 6'5, 245. And, you know, he, he's a previous receiver. So he does have that, you know, big playability on the outside, per se. But my biggest downside with him is he does drop the ball a lot, like wide open, but then he'll make a ridiculous catch. So it's like, you got to take the good and the bad on him. Um, he's not necessarily the fastest, but I feel like a tight, I feel like tight end will suit him. I mean, we'll have to see if he'll be able to block for one. I mean, he has the size, but I mean, we're going to have to definitely see if he'll be able to block and, um, see how he does take advantage of any of the matchups he's going to get, such as like a linebacker, safety, a nickel, or something like that. He did He did play in that Carolina offense with Cam, so he is. I feel like he is kind of used to blocking, so I feel like that won't be a downside. You will have to but see I feel him. like it's different, though. Like, yeah, being in the trenches and then you're out yeah. wide just blocking a corner. Yeah, I play a receiver, trust me. I mean, you know, I, I would crack back people every now and again and stuff like that. But just <laughs> going out there, Gordon, <laughs> Leonard Floyd, Khalil Mack. Hell no, I'm good. <laughs> What you I'm got? Good. What you got on that? Thing? <laughs> um, I actually love I love the idea. You know, um, low risk, high reward type deal. You know, if it pans out, it pans out. In today's league, I mean, obviously blocking is still huge with the tight end position. But let's be honest, the positions transition into more of a pass catching role, um, especially for your backup tight end because they still got Ingram. Um, I I love the, I love it. I wish that this would happen more going forward. You know, one of the people who I this is gonna sound crazy. Uh, but one of the people that I wanted to see something like this happen with was Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, if he kept, you know, getting a little bit slower because he's a bigger dude, you know, maybe put him at tight end, which obviously he's fit well into the slot role. So he's mm -hmm. good there. But yeah, I think a guy like Kelvin Benjamin, who came out of college already as a bigger guy and wasn't very fast to begin with, I feel like this will be a good, hopefully, you know, I like to see guys yeah. succeed. Hopefully this will be, you know, a good transition period for his career. And, you know, yeah, if, I think it can be. I, like, like, he's I definitely agree with you with that low risk, high reward type. Yeah. Thing. Like you said, with uh, he's kind of got that DK Metcalf syndrome where he can make the craziest catch you've ever seen in your life, but then also drop the most wide open pass. So, yeah, if he can work on his hands a little bit, uh, tighten up his blocking. My only issue with Kelvin Benjamin, and he's a he's a seminal one, won that title in 2013 with James Winston and all them. Um, I'm a huge Seminoles fan. My only thing about him is his effort. He has no. He has no like drive, you know. They, uh, I can't remember who said it, but someone said something about he was one donut away. Nah, they said that, that boy Booker. He it said he a biscuit, biscuit away from his <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a biscuit away from being a tight end to begin with, so he's already there, right? Yeah, he already he already ate that biscuit. I just hey. feel like uh, he with Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram kind of dropped the ball, so I don't know. You're gonna pair him with Evan Ingram. I know they both. <laughs> yeah, they both. They both can't catch. Yeah. You, but you got Kyle Rudolph, so you know. Yeah. Hopefully, the old man turns the tide and he showed. He, you know. And again, I, thought I like both Kyle of them. Rudolph. With both yeah. of them, I feel like the hands, the, their hands are not bad. It's like an effort thing. They're just not like seeing the ball and like basic stuff they taught us in Little League, right? You know what I mean? Like they just got to see the ball and whatever. So I think they can do it. Just concentration um, probably. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, it's actually sure. a good move. And I hope we see this more going forward as some of the bigger receivers get older and slower that they can transition into that tight end position. Yeah, I, like feel, a little longer. I feel like it'd be nice so, to see. So we had I mean, that. I feel like he's definitely going to learn a lot. Honestly, I, I think he'll, he'll learn a lot from Kyle Rudolph, which will probably yeah. him a lot, uh, both him and Evan Ingram. So I feel like, you know, this does give them the opportunity to run, like, you know, the two tight end sets, maybe even sometimes run. Three. And that'd be deadly for mm-hmm. team. Three with Kenny Galloway on one receiver out wide. On the goal line with Saquon in the backfield. That could be crazy. That I'm letting be- you know that offense hey, they're putting – that offense they're putting together, if I had to pick an offense, obviously you brought, you got the Cowboys number one if you pick just an offense. But two is definitely them. You know, I'm not taking the Eagles and I'm not taking the football team. You know, so I feel like, you know, they're on par to do something offensively, you know, hopefully they get it together. We had something else happen with a rookie. You know, I don't know if it's confidence, arrogant, or uh, however he was feeling himself. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Buddy Pete the schedule, who he's going to have to play. But we got Caleb Farley. He said uh, he did a little route running jab. He said, "You think your routes are like that?" He's like, he said, "Pretty much come haul at them." And I don't know if he was talking about the Pratt squad players. If he's talking about AJ Brown, <laughs> like I was thinking about every excuse in my head of who he else he could have been talking about. Because all I know is his first match with DeAndre Hopkins with the regular season, boy. Yeah, Hop say that all the time on your head. <laughs> they, there ain't no other corner. Malcolm Butler's gone. Yeah. Adoree uh, Jackson gone. Adoree Jackson gone. you going to be the number one corner. So you're going to get all these dudes' best game. And you said that. So now oh, they're going to definitely yeah. can burn his rookie year. Kyle yeah. Murray about to go to the huddle and be like, hey, go go long, Hop. You know how he be smiling hey. when he see Hop. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> He's he gonna see Hop in that one coverage. Oh, I got him. Woo. And then he's gonna see DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Bro, I don't I'm for him, honestly, at this point. Because you honestly, like, you man, as a rookie, you know, talking. To, I mean, I'm glad he's confident, honestly. You know, I'm glad he's confident. But at the end of the day, I mean, like you said, I don't know if he peaked the schedule or, you know, what he's talking about. But look, hey, just on the schedule part, he's gonna see Hopkins. DK Lockett. He's gonna go see Diggs. He's gonna have to keep up with Tyreek Hill. He's gonna mm-hmm. see Woods and Cup. He's gonna see Mike Thomas and Juju. And Juju is physical, so I don't even think that's a sleeper. Like, oh, I get to play Juju. <laughs> Juju is extremely physical. Like, I don't care what anybody says. He doesn't really drop the ball. Like, how do you feel about that, Nick? I was about to say. I mean, imagine the worst receiver you're gonna face potentially all year is Juju Smith, bro. Like, that sucks. Free <laughs> rookie year. Uh, so, um. And I mean, all they think, do is throw the ball. So he's going to get the ball. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, you know, I actually – I again, we all love the confidence. You got to come in acting like you're ready to go. But, I mean, bro, and I don't know if you all remember this, but the reason why he fell that far back in the draft is he's His coming back. off a back injury. 
So, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would be focused. I know he's technically healthy, ready to go, but my focus would be getting back into playing shape, get, getting back into playing conditioning. Because, I mean, week one, he's about to get humbled. I mean, Boy. the offense, they love to air it out. And DeAndre yeah. Hopkins can go up against three people and be good. So, you're a rookie, bro. He's looking at you like fried chicken. So, I don't I mean, know. I, what I think he does have going for him is being an ex-receiver and on top of being 6'2", 200 pounds, and run a 4'4", I mean, he has that athleticism and everything, but I feel like he still has that durability, you know, like you said, which is why he fell back in the draft. So hopefully, you know, he's able to DK run the offseason. DK run a 4'3", and he about 235, and he played physical. I'm just like, you know, if you just came off a back injury, like, I wouldn't have said that just because I'm going to have to go see DK – I think it's like one. It's like early in the in the year. Listen, he's he is a lot of physical. teams that like to air the ball out, and you gonna yeah. see a lot of routes. So you talking about? Oh, if you think your routes are like that, come holler at me. Okay, you finna see a lot of. Dig's got the best routes, bro. He's about. <laughs> oh to my god, he's about to, the, the worst one. The one I'm most fearful. I'm not even joking. The one I'm most fearful for for him is actually Stephon Diggs because I mean DeAndre Hopkins is the best one, but I mean like he's more like a playmaker. Throw it up, I'll go get yeah. it. But someone yeah. like Stephon Diggs, bro, he's gonna dice him to pieces. Every time they line up. Hey, what's that man that be cutting up the hey. steaks? Talking about Salt Bay? Yeah, that's what we hey, did uh, that week. Don't, don't sleep on uh, D-Hop either, though. Whoa, whoa, somebody hurt. No, yeah, yeah no. D-Hop's the best receiver out of the world. I'm starting that, and I just finished it. I just but finished. he's kind of like one of those ones I'd give him a mulligan. I'd say, okay, well, he went up against D-Hop. But, like, I mean, Stefan will make him look silly. I mean, yeah, he's, for yeah. sure. All of a sudden, he's like, who's covering him? And left, left uh, Farley out on the five-yard line. You know what I mean? Wide open. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Wide just, open. You step on this. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. It's going to be real, real exciting to see. He played that uh, old – he was a hoagie, right? Yep. Did you just yeah. Yes, sir. So, he ain't seen too much competition as a hoagie, like, lining up at corner. So, Yeah, I mean, nothing like what he's going to see. Outside of them. Yeah. I mean. So I don't think I don't think he's gonna do bad. I just feel like I wouldn't have said that. But you know, like you said, Terrence, like the confidence. So that's not too yeah, bad. I like the confidence. He just ain't played enough football to be cocky per se. Like he just Yeah, he he had the Jalen Ramsey episode and he ain't like that. So yeah, I get, I I get mean, what you're saying. Yeah. So we had yeah. another funny thing is uh the Jags are gonna try Travis Eatony. Working out at ETN. My bad, my bad, bro. I hope you don't see this and, you know, I boxed his name. <laughs> but uh, they got they got him working out as a receiver for the Jags, you know, taking his – he took his rookie minicamp reps as a receiver. I don't think it's weird. If you look at the receiver or you look at a running back like Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, this dude pretty much catches – Saquon Barkley, Chris McCarthy. They all catch the ball, like, at a high rate. So, I don't think it's too yeah, weird. Sure. I mean, I feel like if you're trying to flex him kind of like a Percy Harvey, people were saying, I feel like that might be a stretch. But how you feel I mean, about that? I feel like the main thing, I guess, is his chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. I feel like that's the whole reason why they went out and got him. Because honestly, like, if, if you look like, you know, a lot of the big-time analysts and stuff like that, they predicted him to go in the second round, actually, not even in the first round, surprisingly. So I feel like that was more so for Trevor Lawrence, not necessarily, you know, like, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't deserve to go there because he was arguably the, you know, second best back. Like some of the his accolades, he ACC's all-time leading rusher and two-time player of the year. Um, last two seasons, he had 85 catches for 1,020 yards, six touchdowns. He also holds the FBS record of 78 touchdowns from scrimmage. So big playability 
And um, he was only second to, I believe, Jonathan Taylor for like uh, 15 plus yards uh, runs. So, I mean, he does definitely have that big playability and they want to get try to get him the ball any way possible. So, yeah, I see. What you got? Robinson, what you got? if you can get him, you know, Travis Etienne, just get him on the field, get him some experience. A dynamic duo, kind of. Yeah. Hey, I mean, get him on the field, both on the field at the same time. You know, Travis Etienne, I mean, he has the ability to run the routes, he has the speed, he has the hands. I mean, get your playmakers on the field. You know, Urban Meyer is a great coach. So, they got that. They got that. Uh, Six round pick, I think, from a year ago, the receiver, Sean or something. I, I'm botching. No, they got DJ Chark. They got. They, got, they get just got uh Marvin Jones from the Lions. Like you know, yeah. They got. I mean, they got a nice core. I mean, good core for Trevor to what's dish the, one, the ball. What's the one? His name is Chanel. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the dude. He was the the late round pick. Yeah, so I, I mean, they have the talent. So I feel like you know, with Urban Meyer, you know, he's going to get his playmakers on the field. That's no question. So I feel like that's one of the reasons why. Because, you know, they drafted him so high, and then you have James Robinson, who just had a great year last year, and he's probably like, you know, what the hell? I just yeah. a great year, you go draft a running back in the first round. So I feel like, you know, for James Robinson, I feel like having Travis Etienne on the field, you know, putting him in at receiver, you know, maybe ease his mind a bit, get your playmakers on the field, get Travis Etienne some experience. So, I mean, I feel like, he, he, I feel like he's going to learn a lot behind James Robinson as well, because, you know, Hopefully he's able to continue his success. But um, fun fact, James Robinson went undrafted. How do you feel about it, Dick? Though I, I love it. Again, it's like kind of similar to the Kelvin Benjamin thing. I think that we're gonna see a lot more of this type of stuff happening. The weirdest thing for me has always been, you know, when uh, an athletic quarterback comes out of college, they try to push him to play wide receiver. I've always found that kind of weird. You know, I get it. You know, you want to figure out the athleticism, athleticism, and all that. But someone like a Travis Etienne, who's about five ten. 215 so he's a little bit smaller of a back we saw what happened to someone like uh, Christian McCaffrey last year uh he gets banged up pretty easily and the reason being is they run a lot of plays through him but if you have like like Terrence said over a thousand yards receiving I know it's college but over a thousand yards receiving um if you can do it I mean like like Terrence said if you if you draft someone that high and you already have a decent running back in your backfield figure out a way to get your playmakers on the field especially with how young they're about to be I mean, you literally got a rookie coach, rookie quarterback. So mm-hmm. in any way possible that you can make plays, especially with someone like Travis Etienne, who has good hands. I don't know how his route running is from a wide, rece- wide receiver perspective yet. And, you know, we'll see that as the season goes on. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think he could be a matchup nightmare from a lot of different ways. And if they throw in some gadget plays, you know, Urban Meyer, college college coach, you know, they, they love throwing those gadget plays out there. I'm sure that it could make the team at least exciting to say the least. You brought up a good point with yeah. the uh, that he had a thousand yards receiving, and then you know him being able to do that at the receiver position. Because it's weird when do, people say, "Oh, the quarterback should play receiver." They didn't that year ago. They didn't take any reps at receiver. So what do you exactly. you know like this is a viable like? Oh, it this makes sense. Almost true. And I think especially in the slot position, you know, where a lot of times it's drag routes, quick slants. Not easy routes, but routes that are like a lot better from someone that's running from the you know the sidelines. Um, yeah. I think it could be something that could really be beneficial. Plus, you know, smoke screens and things like that. Oh yeah, for sure. You got to think about it too. Like a lot of the guys that he's going to go up against, for the most part, are going to be guys he would go up against coming out of the backfield as well. Exactly, linebackers. Yeah, he's going to get so, an outside I mean, linebacker, maybe a DN in the flat. So yep, he it's pre- pretty much people with his speed and size he should be able to take advantage of. 
At least in the sure. division that the Jags are in, who they got? The Titans, Tets, Titans, Colts. You know, um, they, they yeah. should be fine against the Titans. Yeah. Obviously, the Texans and the Colts. You know, Darius Leonard might have a, a little bit to say about that. So yeah, outside the Colts, nice. they should be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So <laughs> we had we had that happen. We also had another big thing: the uh, Vikes traded Mike Hughes to the Chiefs. Uh, what they get? 2022 round pick. And they sent Mike Hughes to the Chiefs, and then the, they got a 2022 six-round pick from the Chiefs. Uh, the weird thing about this, it doesn't really make too much sense for me. A Kansas City standpoint, they need corners. So that makes sense, you know, because yeah. I'm tired of seeing Tyrone Matthew try to do everything for him in the, in the back four. I mean, but I mean, they trying to play all 11 positions. <laughs> yeah, they had uh, Ladarius Sneed, the rookie from last year, who made a good yeah. case that possibly – not winning rookie of the year, but being mentioned at a chance of winning rookie of the year. But the Mike Hughes, it doesn't make sense because his PF grade, the highest it was, was 2018 when it was 61.6. Yeah. No football focus. So. I mean, so, and I couldn't agree with you more. So the thing with him is it honestly just didn't work out in Minnesota. Like, he's a former first round pick who struggled with staying healthy and also consistency in coverage, like you said. Uh, Minnesota didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So, to me, the move makes sense just for the simple fact that his future in Minnesota was cloudy. So Change was, change the scenery. Yeah. So, they didn't see him as, you know, a long-term thing. They brought in Patrick Peterson as well. And it's like, for them, they didn't see it maybe going past, you know, oh, we want to extend you. So, to be able to get something for him, I mean. Better than none. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Nice. What you think, Nick? I mean, yeah, it's it's a potential thing, right? You know, I mean, he's a he's a big corner too. I think he's a yes, he's a big corner. So yeah. you have first round talent that has not come to fruition yet. But at the end of the day, you know, he really didn't get his just due in uh, in Minnesota. Um, he only started seven games in three total seasons. He's only got two interceptions on his career. But he's been battling with injuries. If he can get in a situation where he can be on the field, the best ability is availability, right? So, and I mean, the thing I like about it for Kansas City is you show you really want to make sure this defense is right because the offense, you don't have to worry about. They're locked in for damn near a decade, you know? So you don't got to worry about that. Even if you miss on a couple players here and there, I mean, you can, as mediocre as that defense is you can only go up from there so i i, I don't hate it you know you only gave up a six and seventh round pick so at the end of the day it's not too much yeah that's true he's not uh super enormous but he's probably about your average size at corner i want to say he's like five he's five ten five eleven not huge but the, you got people like kellen uh kellen moore on the coast and buddy's only like five eight five nine people don't know that people yeah like, that's crazy when you think about it. Uh, another thing that happened, I guess Dollar Dollar Bill was showing because the Lions Hey, 70 paid. million reasons. 70 million reasons. <laughs> they, hey, they paid that center. We had a big guy, Frank Ragano. I'm killing these names today, man. Don't let these guys yeah. come on these shows, bro. So, <laughs> he, got, you, bro. He, got <laughs> set, he got 70 mil. He 42 mil guaranteed. He was third uh, pro football focus out of all centers. I think that's a great sign for them. He's great. He's exceptional with a, a running center, like, you know, when they're running the ball. They got DeAndre mm-hmm. Swift, so I feel like it's a good move for him. What do you think, Nick? Uh, I mean, I agree. You know, it, the craziest thing about it is, you know, 
Pro Bowl center. Uh, center's your quarterback on the offensive line, right? So he's someone that can definitely help Jared Goff, your new quarterback coming in. You know, you want to – and any – in this league nowadays, we see defense is changing so much from a pass rush perspective. I mean, nowadays you have position, which we didn't have 10, 15 years ago, which is literally just edge rusher, which is like, you know, I don't care if you're a linebacker. I don't care if you're a defensive end. Your job is to get to the quarterback. So I know the center doesn't necessarily take care of that job in particular, but he's going to shift those tackles and guards towards the pressure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all about paying offensive linemen. I, I think the offensive line is probably the most most important uh, segment of your team outside of quarterback and defensive line because it's, it's one in the trenches, and if you can protect your quarterback, I mean, you're going to win. Yeah, like you, like you said, they will shift the uh, protection, especially I feel like a quarterback like Jared Goff, he probably won't be – on on top of all the protections, you don't got Sean McVay with the pass. No more. Yep. So you don't have all those weapons that you had. You're going to need a little bit more see time. about Jared Goff this year for sure. Yeah. You're about to find out if he's for real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. if he's worth 100 million, we gonna find out this year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Ragnar that Ragnar signing was big. I feel like he's yeah. their O line. Like check these stats out for him. So in 2019, he only allowed two sacks and 996 snaps. That's crazy earned a 74.9% from the pro football focus. And then last year, he didn't allow any sacks in 929 snaps. Yep. I feel like he's definitely, a, a, if not the foundational piece, you know, of that, you know, that kind I think he's 25 years old. So, I mean, that's 24. To be able to lock in someone like that, 24, yeah. So, to be able to lock in someone like yeah. that, that's crazy. I mean. You know, it's yeah. crazy. He goes and plays them boys like that division on defense. He plays, he sees Kenny Clark. He sees Khalil Mack with Akeem Hicks and Goldman. And he sees who else is there? That's the pack. He's holding his own. The Vikes. He got, he got Daniil Hunter. Like, it's, that's a, I know. Everyone Pierce. in that division has like, defense outside yeah. of Detroit. I mean, yeah. Like, so, yeah, you got, so you literally got to face some of the craziest defenses anyone's going to see all year. And I mean, Again, I, like I said, he, he directly is not going to face those edge rushers, but he's, he's gotta, he got to put the dudes in position. He's got to put everyone there oh, yeah. to protect Jared Goff. If your new investment at quarterback, I mean, I hope he pans out. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I think Jared Goff is more of a product of Sean McVay than an actually elite quarterback. But we're, oh, like, too, like, Terrence sure. said, like Terrence said, we're about to find out. So we might be wrong. But. I don't think anybody questioned if he was the lead or not, and I don't think anybody's expecting him to be super elite. But I think people are trying to see if he can be something with the Lions. You know, if they protect I mean, him. Honestly, I think Stafford is going to take this um, to the next he, level. Bro. Stafford's going to win the trade because bro, he's I so mean, smart, physical, just everything about him. Like Sean McVay is going to be able to unleash the ball, and we're going to see some some crazy. We're about to see why Matt Matt Stafford was one of the most underrated quarterbacks. Y'all yeah, know how I feel about so. Matt Ryan. I'll just put it to you like this. Y'all know how I feel about Matt Ryan. Not a fan, and that's my quarterback. And I feel like Jared Goff is like the great value version of Matt Ryan. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, feel like, I feel like honestly, Matt Stafford like instantly made them a contender. Like no cap. Like there's that might, it might be that difference because, like we said, you know, yeah. the there's no like elite receiver on the uh, Rams, but the core itself is that elite. system. So, that system. Sean McVay is a mastermind, so we'll see. So we have yeah, that. System. We're about to change gears a little bit, honestly. We're going to go into the records for your teams. Like, how do you think your team will do this year? Not in depth of their schedule, just the record you got them at. Cuz, what do you got these Patriots at? Because I know you're high on them. What are they looking at this year? Just give me a record. We're going 17 and over, all right? Oh, God. 
<laughs> Listen, I'm not starting with y'all. I'm going to give y'all a realistic number, and I want y'all to be uh, open the Super Bowl, right, Terrence? Listen, I ain't even going that far. I ain't even going that uh, far. Let's hear it. So, let's hear it. Check this out. So our strength of the schedule is 17. So we're right around the middle of the pack, right? Okay. So okay. I can see us going 11 and 6 or 12 and 5. Oh, my God, bro. Nick, who are the – so, no. Check out the losses. <laughs> Check out who I believe. Put the Falcons on that loss. I don't even want to hear no. Put the Hell Falcons no. on that loss. All right, we'll Hell get in no. there. We'll get in there, yeah. We'll see you. I can't remember what week it is, but we'll see you. So you're we'll saying you. – you're, you're saying. Oh, yeah, we're going to be – it's going to get busy. It's going to get – you're, you're saying 10 to 6 for the past. So I think 11 to 6 or 12 and 5. So here, here's the losses, though, who I can see us losing to, honestly. So I can see us losing to the Bucks, potentially. I can see us losing to the Browns, potentially. I mean, honestly, that team is, you know, Super Bowl ready. We play the Bills twice. So I can see us going either one-on-one with them, potentially losing both. Not sure how that's going to go. Um, and I feel like we'll lose the last game of the season in Miami, honestly. And the only reason I say that is because it's always tough for us to play Miami in Miami. And yeah. look at Tom Brady's last season with us when we went to Miami. That Gronk like throw or Gronk playing defense or whatever y'all was doing that year. Yeah, King Drake, bro. King Drake. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I remember that. Uh, Nick, what you got the Falks, the Falks looking like? <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I got a lot for y'all today. Um, you better not put us on that lost column. Um, I know that. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. You better believe it. That's an L for y'all. But anyway, let's just see. Um, let's let's get the record business. Let me get the record. Let me get all the right. Record. So I got us winning eleven games. All right. So with what uh, defense? Oh, you want me to get into it? Because I can get into it. We're we're about to be in a lot of. First of all, I I need y'all to be for real because this is this is. Honestly, I'm being like, dead ass. Y'all saying okay. I'm crazy? And y'all okay. saying I'm crazy? Okay. Come on, man. Come on. I, I think y'all, on. y'all. Wait, 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 Nick. What you said? Twelve and five? No, no, eleven games. I so said 11 twelve and six. five. 11, I six. Said 11, 11, 6 you, you, you get a buy. Oh my god! No, yeah, yeah. What are y'all there's talking se- about? There's 17 games. Yeah, but you missed one, so you only play 16. No, there's seven. No, there's 17. Oh, games. oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. My yeah, bad. 11 and six. So anyway, so um, 16. Yeah, 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 I yeah. am, bro. <laughs> well, we have, all right, so hear me out. So first, of, first and foremost, we have the 30th ranked schedule. Okay, or strength of schedule. So we have the third easiest schedule in the NFL. Let me tell y'all some of the teams we play. We play the Eagles week one. W. We play the Giants, Washington, uh, Cowboys. So we play the whole uh, NFC East. So those are mm-hmm. all boxer wins to me. The sorry ass Patriots. Uh, we got the Jaguars, the Lions. Okay. What a mute button. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we got the Jaguars and the Lions. My only losses is I think we split with the Saints. I put on, on our schedule, I got us losing both times to the Bucks, and I got us beating the Panthers both times. So um, and I got a, I actually got a toss up with uh, one of those Panthers games and a toss up with uh, the Washington game. So that's me being as as honest as possible. But both those toss ups I gave us the win. Terrence, you're right. Our defense has looked terrible in the past, but we have Pro Bowl talent at every single level. Yeah, we have Pro Bowl talent at every single level. So we need to get better. I mean, we have one of the best defensive tackles in the league at Grady Jarrett. One of the best middle linebackers in the league at Deion Jones. Your center just went to San Francisco, did he not? No, he did. But this at the end, like, at the end of the day, to learn we have so be. many weapons. And as much as I shit on Matt Ryan, 
he's a decent quarterback. So I, I, as teams that have questions at quarterback, we don't have question. It's just we don't have an elite quarterback. But y'all think is y'all give up too many leads, bro? Y'all be up big. And I agree with you. And if we can okay. cut back, if if we can cut back on that, if we can continue to score the football, because and it, I wrote down right here on my notes: live and die on offense. And I know that's a terrible formula for the NFL, hey, the Chiefs, but the, we're about to be in a. We're about to be in a lot of shootouts. So my notes on this is for teams like the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins had a good record last year, but I I think they're pretenders, not contenders. Tua, I do not believe in. I know they have a good team, but if we can, I think we can outscore the Dolphins. Um, Let me think of something like the easier game. I honestly don't feel like Tua got enough, like, opportunity to even develop. Like, I feel like, like a lot of his passes – we're just like, oh, short, intermediate types. He, he, didn't, he didn't get time to develop, but I think it's, yeah. you know, that but, all right. Brian. I got, a, I got a quick question for you. So do you not think, do you think we could beat the Eagles? I ain't about to go through y'all whole schedule. I don't I mean, know if y'all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I probably have more faith that the Pats get double digit wins just because your co- their coach is better. You're getting, you're getting a new coach this year, right? Arthur Smith, yeah. You got the center just left. Yeah. Your defense is atrocious like Karen Our says is going up though wait 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 AJ Terrell from Bam we got annihilated last year anyway oh yeah like, he's, like, he's like, not even our starting quarterback wait, though we got Isaiah yeah. Oliver wait, and we just it, picked up uh Eric Harris from the from the Raiders we're about to be fine It'll don't go right. there L- listen listen Terrence brought up <laughs> brought up the Chiefs which was a good point you know a lot of people don't really dive into what the Chiefs really have the Chiefs are an arsenal on offense don't get me wrong yes but they have arguably one of the best coaches Calling the plays, Agreed. and they got Eric Benami calling whatever other plays that Andy doesn't. I got you. So you yep. best tight end, one of the best, arguably probably the best quarterback right now, or the best out of the younger ones for sure. Yep. You got Tyreek Hill, who's a top five receiver. Okay. You just stack the offensive line. Yep. And then the defense miraculously is back as much as we want to jab at their defense. Between Jones and Matthew, he they get those guys on defense to buy in, like Sorensen, you know the other safety. The outside mm-hmm. linebacker, they get those dudes to buy in. So when they need to show up, they all show up. So there's nobody. Great Jared isn't rallying all those players on the Falcons to just show up. I agree with you. Deion, when you have Grady Jarrett, Deion James, Dante Fowler, you got Deion Jones, Jones, you got my bad, Aluakon, who's also a Pro Bowl talent. Yeah, Terrell might not be the best, but you got Isaiah why, Oliver, who's a why didn't, good why didn't Why didn't y'all do it last year? This is all I'm going to say. Injuries. Okay, you had Keanu Neal's our starting safety out all year. He'd been, uh, he been injured before that, though, too. I agree. But then the year that he I mean, wasn't injured, he made the Pro Bowl. What happened? We went to the Super Bowl. Terrence, like we we him out. But, yeah, <laughs> so we went to the Super Bowl. I just uh, I feel like we have a, we, we've added a lot of depth at pretty much every position, I feel like. I feel like I think, your guys' thing in that division you're going to play in, it would be hard for y'all to just air it out because I feel like the only other bad defense is the Panthers. So essentially, you're going to go play two good defenses in the Bucks and the Saints. And but you're just going to say, we're going to get it. My problem is, and I agree with you. So I, and I've got us taking both L's to the Bucks. I think we'll split the, this, split the games with the Panthers and split the games with the Saints. But the thing is, is we play, so you know how the schedule set up. You usually play, you play your division, obviously, then you play one other division. And ours is the worst division. The other division we're playing is the worst division in football, which is the NFC. Hey, they want to see y'all succeed. Whoever made the schedule wants to see y'all succeed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We got the 30th easiest schedule, and we had a down year. We've made the playoffs uh, out of the last decade. I think it was five times in the last decade. 
We have one of the best offenses, period. I, I'm not saying that we're the Chiefs. That's what – I mean, our comparison is the Chiefs because we're so offensive heavy, but we have one of the best receiving cores. Obviously, we don't have Travis Kelsey. Obviously, we don't have Tyreek Hill, but we got Julio Jones and we got Calvin Ridley. We just added Kyle Pitts. You got you um, got you got Julio for now. I, I mean, for now, for now. Yeah. Gaze, yeah. My, my predictions assuming. We yeah, they got Julio. they got Russell Gage. So Russell I mean, in, in all reality, it will be interesting. And I'm hoping here. your boy Hayden Hurst turns out too. That's I, hey, Hayden Hurst is great in the passing game. Not that much in the running game, but passing game, he's elite. I feel like you put Kyle Pitts out there with him, they could be a nice tandem. And Edo uh, Smith is an underrated running back. So I was yeah. all gonna say. So you got that, and broken knees talked earlier. I'm pretty sure y'all didn't bring him back. <laughs> Well, let me hear. All right, so what do you think about the Ravens? Uh, I got the I got the Ravens. They Lamar's took him to the playoffs every year since he's yep. been there. He got him in the talking about. He got him in the playoffs his year when he took over for Flacco midway. I got him twelve and five. I don't. They got a tough schedule, but I feel like he got the weapons he needed to on offense. I'm not saying it's twelve and five and Super Bowl. I'm saying twelve and five. We'll get in the playoffs like we've been doing. Uh, his it's crazy because they have a tougher schedule, and at the end, it's not friendly. Like they go play the Browns, they go see Cleveland or same team. What I'm talking about, they go see the Browns, <laughs> they go see Pittsburgh, they go see the Packers. Like, there's nowhere in there where you're getting. I think it's the Bengals is a let up, but that's it. You know, like the end of the schedule for them is going to be tough. But I feel like they kind of need that because they're a younger team. And you saw that year when they had the best record and they got a break at the end. It didn't. It didn't show too well for them. So if I had to guess, that wouldn't be ideal for them. But I got them going 12 and 5, probably. You know, I still got the Browns winning the division over us, but I got us going 12 and 5 because I feel That's like wild. If the Browns win that division, that'd be crazy. I think uh, a lot of people are doubting it, but you know, people forget to mention this that we got in the playoffs, the Steelers got in the playoffs, and the Browns got in the playoffs. So it's it's a tough division. I'm not like I, I think people forget about that, but we're gonna change gears a little bit. Uh, just tell me what game you guys are excited to see and what what is the reasoning. Not if your team, another team. What team are you excited to go see play? A team that we're excited to see play? Yeah, who are you excited to see? Like a game, a matchup you're excited to see. Let me think about this real quick. Who you got, Terrence? I'm trying to think of a, a, a game outside of the Patriots. Well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this on y'all. Uh, I, I was thinking with... I was sticking with, you know, my team. But. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. And then uh, here, y'all don't worry about it. I'll just, I'll do it. I got week nine. I got the Chicago Bears and the Steelers. Chicago had the fifth-ranked defense. The uh, Steelers got the second-ranked defense. And I feel like week nine, you're going to have a uh, good old Justin Fields in there by then. And I feel like the Steelers aren't going to game plan for having Justin Fields up there yet. And I feel like that is going to be a difference maker, you know, especially, you know, a little bit more mobile, does does more than Andy Dalton potentially, so I feel like it'd be nice to see. Uh, so we had that, but uh, we're gonna change this up. I got you. you, I got you. Got? So week fourteen, Bills at Bucks. And the reason mm, that that's a good was, one. That could have been a that's Super a Bowl one. matchup last year. Yeah, and the, the reason I'm going with that matchup just for the simple fact that Brady has been in the Bills for <laughs> twenty years. My man. Now that he's with a new team and outside of the division, okay, now I got my new team, your squad, let's line it up. I feel like, you know, that's going to be a good one. I feel like Bills need to hire a hitman for that because he's disrespectful to them. I, <laughs> bro, I, I I looked at the record one time. I think he's only dropped like three games to him. Like, what? And he's played them like 50 times almost. 
No, yeah. no, no. So check me out. Look. Yeah, rocking the baby. That's oh literally. no, don't do that to him. He, he bro, cool. Brady really sunned him. Like it's crazy. But so who are your early? We're gonna we're only gonna do this three times on the show. We're not gonna do this every other week. This isn't gonna be something we do. I just want to know who your early Super Bowl picks. We're gonna do it now. We're gonna do it midway in the season, and then you'll get a pass when the playoff starts. You could do it again. So you can either hold strong throughout the three chances, <laughs> you can change it midway, or you can just change it every every time you want. Who you got, Nick? If you say the Falcons, I'll cut this podcast off. <laughs> bro, now you treat me like Terrence, bro. All because I said, bro, we got the thirtieth. We have the thirtieth easiest schedule. I said we're gonna win eleven games. You're gonna do me like that. All right, I see how you're playing. But anyway, what I, what I was gonna say is. It does depend a little bit, you know, because uh, I'm really high on the Packers if they can keep Aaron Rodgers. But I'm going to assume that Aaron Rodgers is gone. So I'm going to go with the uh, Buccaneers and Chiefs repeat. Um, Ooh, that'd be tough. I, so it's hard for uh, – it is hard for um, that to happen in the NFL. But I do – and most of it is because I want to see both teams at full strength. I'm not taking away from – I'm not a Tom Tom Brady fan, but I'm not taking away from what he did because that's crazy to be able to move to a new team, new scenario, even though he had every weapon imaginable. And winning, but, your, uh, and winning the, ta- the team's town, like where they're yeah, from. Though. It's crazy. Exactly. So the fact that he was able to do that was nuts, but I would like to see it again with the Chiefs at full strength on offense with because, again, I told you, I love offensive line. I think it's probably the most important thing outside of the quarterback position in the NFL now. Um, I, I want to see a do-over because I think we really got robbed as fans of a great game. I mean, the crazy thing with Tom, too, before I give you my pick, is that if Tom really comes to Gillette and beats us, he will be, have beaten every NFL team. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to that's gonna hold some that's weight. That's insane, bro. And <laughs> I'll say this. Insane. I'll give you this, Terrence. If, he, if that situation happens again and he beats the Chiefs at full strength, I mm-hmm. would, I will literally, I'll come on this show the next, whenever our <laughs> podcast is after that, I'll come on this show with a Tom Brady jersey Ooh. and I will proclaim him the GOAT forever. And I will, you'll never, I'll fist fight someone if they try to tell me it's somebody other than Tom Brady. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so who, are your, who are your Super Bowl picks, Coach? So it's going to be either, for me, out of the AFC, going Chiefs Browns, Chiefs or Browns. And Honestly, Chiefs, obviously, they're going to be the heavy favorite. But like I say, I, I'm I'm kind of behind the Browns wagon right now for the simple fact that that team is just stacked. Like, as an overall, like, team, just everywhere you look, quarterback, receiver, defense line, linebackers, safe, everywhere. They're, they have a, a guy um, – and they have depth as well. And then out of the NFC, I'm going to go with the Pack or Bucks. So, honestly, probably the Bucks over the Pack again. But Bucks or Pack, I'm going without the NFC. All right. So I got I got Dog Pound going against the Packers. There's no Rodgers. Bucks are in there playing against the Browns. And I realistically, I like the Browns matchup because Odell is dynamic. And I feel like you, they're not going to be able to blitz Baker like they did uh, my homeboy with that defeated offensive line. So that's another yeah, thing. Nah, not at all. Nah. So changing gears here, we got a little segment I just threw off for you guys. It's kind of new. It's overtime stretch. You know, you know, overtime, first one to score. I want to see which one of you two are going to win this little 
battle here. I'm gonna ask you guys some questions. I'm gonna ask Terrence the questions first, and then I'm gonna ask Nick the questions. And I won't tell you who got what questions right until the end, okay? Don't be Googling nothing, Terrence. I see your glasses reflecting off nah, the computer. Nick, yeah, yeah. Nick might grab his phone, so Nick might need to keep his hands up. I know that he ain't never heard that, but you might need to keep his hands up. Oh, get out <laughs> So, uh, all right, let's get this started. I'm going to keep my hands right here. I'm, this I'm this is the overtime stretch. Right I, had, I had 12 sacks in my third year. Your options are for, it's for you, Terrence. Kenny right. Clark, Grady Jarrett. DeForest Buckner or Fletcher Cox? Who you going with? You said in the third season. In in the third season. I'm gonna go with Fletcher Cox. All right, Terrence for Fletcher Cox. Okay, who you going with, Nick? Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. Okay. You gonna give us the answer after we answer? I, after after then, I'm gonna give you all the answers. I mean, you can go. You can give us the answers after we both answer. I mean. All right, bet, bet. We can do it like that. Uh, congratulations, you're both wrong and delinquents. It was actually oh, wow. DeForest Buckner from San Fran in 2018. Yeah, I, I just knew it wasn't Grady Jarrett. It wasn't Kenny Clark because yeah. Kenny Clark had the lowest total out of all of them. Nah, I just guessed. Yeah. I don't even Butcher Cock was the closest. He had 10 in, I think it was the year they went to the Super Bowl. See, I was out. All right, so next question, overtime stretch. I've scored six rushing touchdowns in one game. Your, your, it's for you, Terrence, first. Uh, your, oh, that's, that's AK right there, man. You going AK? You ain't want to hear nobody else? I got Eric um, Dickerson, LaDamison Thompson, Emmett Smith. Oh, wait, wait. What's the offense then? You got, you got Alvin Kamara, Eric Dickerson, LaDamian <laughs> Thompson, and Emmett Smith. Like, you just going to go AK right yeah, out the I'm gate? Yeah, I'm going AK. You didn't have to give me the answer. I'm going AK. All right. Who you going, Nick? I was going to do AK as well because that was last year, wasn't it? Yes. Man, Nick knows, right? Because it happens on the Vikes. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> it happens hey, to the Vikes. Cameron Jordan oh. said, just keep feeding that man. Hey, <laughs> he, he got that fine. He got fine, too. But he, yeah, he got he, fine. He, he, got, he wanted it against the... And he, he was donated the, money, too, I believe. He did. He was the Grinch to the Vikings on Christmas. Six yes, touches. Man. All right, so... Pound it, brother. <laughs> Going, <laughs> going to the next part of this stretch. This, I'm going to read it off to y'all. I had a 104-yard kickoff return, but I didn't get a touchdown. Your answer, your uh, answers could be Deshaun Jackson, Antonio Brown, Devin Hester, or Percy Hart. Who you got, Terrence? Dang. So you said Percy, Deshaun Jackson. I'm going Deshaun. You're going Deshaun? All right. Nick, who are you going? My my I was gonna I'll just do this just for fun. My picks were gonna be either Deshaun or Percy. So you said Deshaun, I'll go first yard. All right. I guess you should have went with Nick Cuddy Cuddy because Percy what? Harvin got caught on the say. one against oh. Nick's Falcons by a corner. He 104 hey, yards you, and he got caught on the, the one. The only reason I went Deshaun was because he's infamous for flicking the ball at the one. <laughs> Bro. Fun fact is he got, uh, Percy got called at the one against the Falcons. Okay. And they didn't score. They turned the ball over on the one and didn't score. So if y'all need a good little laugh, that's what happened there. That's All right. Wild, yo. Okay, you got that one. You got it. I've thrown the most touchdowns in one quarter. Matthew Stafford, 
Dan Marino, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, or my homeboy? Who you got, Terrence? One quarter. One corner. One quarter. Yeah, keep your hands up, yeah, keep your hands up Nick. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Dang, this is tough. Do, 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 do. It's the overtime stretch. Say, 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 the, say the answers one more time, and I'm going to pick. You got Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady. Hey, what you looking at? <laughs> you got Tom oh, Brady, my homeboy. You got Brett Favre and Dan Marino. You got somebody texting you the answers. This ain't live. This ain't live. He, he got he got um, Anna in the back. <laughs> I would go with Marino or Tom, but you got to pick. Come on. I'm uh, just, is this all time or just out of these people? Just as these people. Rocking the jersey. You want Tom? Tom. Yeah. All right. Uh, he's going Tom. Who you on, Nick? I'll go Dan Marino. That's a toughie right there. Wow. It was, actually, it was actually Tom Brady. He threw See? five in the second quarter in 2009 against the Titans. They held the Titans. They went 59-0 against the Titans. The Titans <laughs> didn't get a, a field goal against them. So – you guys tied. We'll have to do this overtime stretch again. I'm shocked you guys tied. I really thought somebody was just going to outwin completely. Hey, listen, we, it really we, got – that first question really got the both of you guys on who got the 12 sacks in their third year. You both were kind of, like, baffled. The closest, I'm, though. I'm shocked. Yeah, you're the closest. I'm shocked Nick and Kenny Clark, but he definitely <laughs> didn't want to go with Grady Jarrett, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew – all I knew, I, I just threw one out in the dark, and I just wanted to not – Pick what, you know, Terrence picked, and I knew it wasn't Grady Jarrett, so. I just yeah, I knew it wasn't Grady Jarrett, but I I kind of thought it was Fletcher Cox. Like, I really, honestly. I, honestly, Fletcher Cox was, if I, like, sat there and thought about it, Fletcher Cox probably would have my pick, too, because I know for a, for an inside man, is one of the yeah, better he gets uh, after penetrators, yeah. Yeah, he gets after Yeah, DeForest Button is probably only second to really Aaron Donald at that, that yeah. tackle. And Aaron lines up out wide, so it's really, he'll bounce back and forth. So, you know, that's that's really the show for us today. You know, the guys did a great job. I want to uh, let the audience know something. We're going to have Jonathan Osborne from the six-man show, Orlando Magic Podcast. You know, he's a big magic head. I feel bad for him because, you know, it's the magic. But, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe they move the team over to Tampa. And, you know, maybe they'll be the Tampa Magic. I feel like it'd be better. Who knows? But he's going to be stopping by on the show next week, you know, talking everything. NFC. what are we doing? East with the Giants. Right? Yep. So he, he's a big Giants fan. So we're going to pick his brain about the Giants. Huge fan. He was sad to see Odell Beckham hey, leave. He got a lot to be excited about this year. Not yeah. Time. I'm actually excited for that. I'm looking forward to it. He's really, you know, a big fan. Giants gear everywhere. So, you know, me and the guys. Might, you know, I might not be able to talk to Buddy next week. Yeah. You know, we might have to bring up that Tom Brady and, you know, the catch. Listen. So yeah, you talking about Tom's daddy, like Manning? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> I can't hey. say anything. Hey, listen, that, that ain't my guy no more. He he, he a buccaneer. All right, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But like I said, we're gonna have Jonathan Osborne from the Six Man Show here with us next week. Tune in. Really excited. He's gonna be the first guest we have over here on Cover Four with the guys. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, Terrence, hit us with the word of the day. But before you do the word of the day, I got something I need to get off my chest. I heard uh, Channing uh, Crowder on the I Am Athlete podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. He brought up that parents are relying on their kids to be a retirement fund. 
I was at work the other day. This lady brought it up. It was like the day after Mother's Day, I think. She said, yeah, my kid's going to make me rich one day. I guess he's a little athlete and plays football. Do not yeah. bet on your kids making you rich. Let them kids enjoy whatever sport they're playing. You go be an adult. Go earn your keep. You know, if your kid has to be in the 1% that makes it, that's a different story. <laughs> but don't, like, oh, my. If, if Terrence told if my cousin told me right now he was betting on Taylor and Tito to be world-class athletes, I'd smack him. I'd go up there every year. I'd go smack him this Christmas if he told me that. I hate that. Like, let them kids enjoy the sport. If it happens, it happens. Don't bet on that. Be a grown-ass adult and take care of your business, you know? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Definitely. What's we your word? What's up. We can't be, you know, we can't sit around waiting on a handout from them. So anyway. No, not at all, bro. Set what? them up and, you know, teach them our life experiences and, you know, allow them not to make the same mistakes and, you know, be at the same place you were growing up. So, because we already know how that is because we've been there. So, exactly. um, for the word of the day, uh, the word of the day is believe. So, I'm going to give y'all three quotes and then we can talk a little bit about it. So, the first quote. So, believe it can be done. When you believe something can be done, really believe. Your mind will find the ways to do it. Believing a solution paves the way to solution. So, be also, be brave to stand for what you believe in even if you stand alone. And believing in yourself is not for you, it's for everyone or every person who has touched your life in a significant way. And for every person your life will touch the same way five minutes from now or five centuries from now. Um, so. I like that. I like that last one that believe in yourself for like everybody else. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people forget, like, I feel like, you know, all right, say I believe in my cousin all the time, right? But he's not believing in himself. He's exactly. doing he's doing me a disservice because I believe him all the time. Like I know this man in three more years is gonna make six figures. Like <laughs> I know my cousins are gonna be or my like nephews, they ain't my cousins, my nephews, my guys are gonna be taken care of, right? But he would make yeah. me look ridiculous, like pumping him up all the time if he didn't believe in himself as much as I believe in him. Like it'd be like, bro, you know, everybody's believing in you. If everybody can go to toe and bat for you all the time like hey you know this is my guy this 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 and the third you need to have that same belief in yourself because they're betting on you making it and i'm not not and they're not even betting on you make it to help them they're they just genuinely want to see you make it so i feel like you got to have that same drive as they do with just believing in you and supporting oh, for sure you. for sure because you know the biggest thing with that the biggest takeaway from that is some, somebody else can't believe in you more than you believe in yourself at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, what you believe in, but then also you got to take action as well. But, you know, some, somebody else can't believe in you more than you believe in yourself. So that's how I feel about that. And I stand firm on that, honestly. Nice, nice. You got anything on that, Nick? That was perfect. You know, always got to believe, you know, hope, hope's one of the things we got to hold on to in this life. And, uh, if you can believe in yourself, believe in the vision that you got, I mean, that'll take you a long way. So I, I think that was a perfect one for today, Terrence. Well, yeah, thank you, Terrence. I know Nick don't believe that uh, the Falcons are going to win games, but that's a topic for another episode. Crazy, uh, boy. Hey. Y'all come at me. 30, yo, y'all come hey, at me. I, I, the 30th easy schedule, hey, bro. I, Get I out of here. I don't want to hear it no more. Bro, I'm over it. We like hey, to go to bro, we put some money up if y'all want. Hey, to. yeah, well, hey, let me end. Hey, this. listen, we can put some money on this Falcons Patriots now. You really about? Hey, hold on. We can do that. We'll, we'll we'll see that when it gets there. Thank I you guys. Bet. Thank you guys for tuning in to us. We really appreciate it. We hope you guys tune in next week. We got this.
super duper amazing guest host, Jonathan Osborne, and we're excited to get it started. You guys have a good night. Stay safe, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you.